John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. Oh, hi, Ed. This is John Kiltica. Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year. I think it's that time, right? Can you imagine? We're coming up on five years. You five know? years. Talking about guitars. Yep. Amps. Pedals. That kind of stuff. Everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. You know, another year. We made it. You going to set any New Year's resolutions? Resolutions don't really work so well for me. No? I think trying to incrementally improve might work better than me setting some lofty goal that I'm just going to beat myself up over failing. Yeah. How many people start a gym membership, you know, setting yourself up to fail? It just doesn't work. 2022 ended. Lo and behold, I was not a U.S. senator. (laughs) That's bullshit. Right. Yeah. I don't even recall you calling that out as a thing you were working on. I didn't want to say that out loud. I didn't want to jinx it. I see. I thought it was going well. Right. I guess it wasn't. Yeah. This guitar is cool. Yeah. This is another one of those ones where I saw it online. We've had a couple of those recently where things have come in and they're just unusual enough that I'm like, oh, grab that. Yeah. Ed was very interested in this one when I picked it up. It is a Dan Electro Hawk from 1967. It's got a very familiar kind of Dano-y shape, but not. 
Well, you were so interested in it that not only did I bring it here so we could have a closer look at it, Mm -hmm. but it's got me curious. Yeah. Before we even get into it, if I were to ask you for your pre-buyer deny assessment, yeah, you don't know anything about it. What I do know is I've played enough old vintage Danos to kind of know the deal. Yeah. So I played this one kind of knowing the deal. Right. I was firmly by before I picked it up. And I am firmly in the deny camp now, I feel like. You've seen It Might Get Loud. Yes. There's that whole bit where Jack White talks about crappy guitars. Fight the guitar, right? Yeah. And this thing has a lot of that. The concentric knobs, they kind of move together. So you can go to adjust volume and you're adjusting tone at the same time accidentally. The bridge trem system is a nightmare. I imagine you're going to be retuning a few times. Yeah, I think so. I want some luthier to take this guitar and put modern knobs on it and a modern bridge because I think the body shape and the pick guard and everything is rad, but man, it just plays like an old crappy Dano. Beverages. Beverages, said yes. Drum machine. Maybe every song in 2023, you rock the beat buddy. The return of the beat buddy pedal. <laughs> that was done live. Have you put a few in post? <laughs> in the past, I have put it in post. 2023. The year of the beat buddy? Yeah. How many different flavors <laughs> of beat does that thing have? A lot. It's got a lot of different flavors. Every episode, new beat. Yeah, and there's tempos. Right. And there's variations within genres. You can Mm -hmm. do all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. That, for anybody following along at home on their own Beat Buddy, is the rock genre variation number seven. Rock seven. Yep. More drums. Yeah. Maybe we should get a live drummer to just come sit in and just drum. Yeah, hey, go in that cave over there. Right. It's soundproof. Just don't get yourself worked up because there's no ventilation. Right. (laughs) The Gimp Cave. The murder hole. (laughs) What are you drinking, Ed? Oh, I have a black coffee. Oh. And I have a Huel. Oh, jeez. Two cups of oat milk, and I put some creatine in it. Creosote. Creosote, because I'm getting swole. I'm almost done with The Passenger by Cormac McCarthy, his new book. I've got homework for you. Oh, okay. From The Passenger. Yeah. I need to know how many times creosote is mentioned. So if you could do me a favor, Uh, just flip through it and take care of that for me. I feel pretty strongly that if it had been said, it would have registered with me. It largely takes place in New Orleans. A lot of that creosote talk is Texas. More deserty. Right. Yeah. How about you? What do you got? Well, I too have coffee. But I also have, in honor of the new year, somehow, Evolution Fresh. Mm. It is an organic citrus ginger zest, orange grapefruit ginger lemon beverage. (laughs) Orange grapefruit ginger lemon. Lemon. Yeah. That's a lot. Rich with vitamin C, Ed. That sounds like the ingredients I throw into my juicer. 
but you have it in a convenient plastic bottle form. Yeah, from our good friends Evolution Fresh down there in Rancho Cucamonga. Oh, really? Yeah. Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. That would be a cool place to live, I bet, just to be able to say that a lot. It's delicious. Great. You got a brown guitar. That brown color is known as brown shell. It's got that texture to it. What is that texture supposed to be? The crackle finish, but it's just all brown instead of it being contrasting colors. Right. Brown on brown crackle. How is that not a winning combo? Brown crackle. What year is this thing? 67. They made this from 67 to 68. Only a year. What year were you born, John? 1967. This is a birth year guitar for me. You can really smack on this thing the way you do with the Dan Electros. Yeah. It has two lipstick pickups, two tones, two volumes, mm-hmm. pickup selector switch, and a real hinky vibrato. Imagine you just take a piece of metal. Bend it a little bit. And then attach strings to it. The whole thing is... It's pretty gross. Yeah. I tend to just be like, whatever. But man, this thing, you torque on it a little bit. Let's see if we can throw it out of tune. <laughs> Describe that action, Ed. Herky-jerky? Yeah. You're torquing on it. Let's see. That is pretty Okay. That's impressive. Like... I was whomping on that. Huh. That's going back into byland, but still. This is neck position. get some of this dirt off here so you can hear what's up is it a short scale no i don't think so i think the body shape makes it appear it makes the neck look fucking tiny you take a single cutaway offset body and then kind of smush it a little bit you know what it kind of looks like There's a millimetric that kind of has a similar body shape. A little different, but yeah. Let's see what the bridge sounds like. That's tone all the way up. Yeah. It is not as bridgey as you would want it. It's all right. Yeah, okay, let's put them back up to where they were. Your normal middle boy. It's kind of blobby. It is kind of blobby, isn't it? The pickguard is made of masonite covered with formica. It goes off in weird rounded blobby angles. You can prep your vegetables on it. Yeah. And it'll clean up nicely. Almost looks like cardboard. Yeah, it's not beveled or anything. Yeah. Yeah. This is that deal where it's like, what are we making? We're making the guitar we're going to sell in a Sears catalog. Yeah. And you're going to get what you pay for. I think you're right. I think this was meant to be beginner style. And our man, Nat Daniel, founder of Dan Electro, Mm -hmm. by all accounts, that was one thing he was most proud of in his life, that he was able to create something and make it available to beginners in a way that got them enthusiastic about playing. 
it must have worked because I think most of us have fond memories of the Dan Electros we either started on or ran across early in our lives or still play even. Yep. They're not really scoffed at. I think this thing looks killer. Is that another plus? Like I was saying, before I picked it up, I was a strong buy. Yeah. You remember our man Nat? Nat Daniel was in the army. If he wasn't a CIA asset, I don't know who was. Wasn't he radio engineer dude, science dude? Was. Oh, when did we lose him? 1994, we lost Nat. When was he born? Nat was born in 1912. 82 years old? Sure. Okay. <laughs> You're right. He started his interest in all things electronic at an early age for sure. But you're right. During World War II, he ended up being a civilian designer for the Signal Corps. Signal stuff. Signal stuff. He ended up designing the shielding that protected the radios that were on Jeeps and motorcycles right, and stuff exactly. from interfering with more critical messaging going back and forth on battlefields. Can you imagine? You're on the battlefield. All of a sudden, it's like, what do you guys want for dinner tonight? Hot dogs? All right. Something like that. Or maybe you pick up actual radio. <laughs> You know, it's old Jimmy in the Jeep over there. I hear that song that, uh, yeah, uh, uh-huh. whatever that song is. Have you seen uh, 1941? With John Belushi? John Belushi, Treat yeah. Williams. Uh-huh. That movie's so good. Yeah. It's Steven Spielberg. And I think most people's assessment of the Steven Spielberg filmography, it's firmly at the bottom. I think that movie's <laughs> great. Don't you think? I remember loving that movie when it came out. I probably have not seen it in 30 years, so maybe it's not as good as I seem to remember. Well, so Nat gets out of the World War II and heads back home and founds Dan Electro Ed. It's a portmanteau, John. Yeah, between Daniel and Electrical. He did a great job. Yeah, founded it in Red Bank, New Jersey. What exit is that? 114, 112, I don't know. Oh, man. Down there, home of Count Basie. That's not him, is it? No. No. It's not. <laughs> I've turned a corner, John. Yeah. I've gone from like, ugh, no more Jersey talk to straight up. I'm very interested in Jersey these days. Ah. So what's near Red Bank? The Navasink River, the banks of which flow with blood. They might. Okay. The clay on the banks of the Navasink is red. Oh, cool. Hence the name Red Bank, New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. In the area, Long Branch, Freehold. Places like that, Yeah. if you go back in your time machine, you might find Bruce Springsteen kicking around. That's kind of where he's from, that area. Okay. That's on like exit 114, maybe 112, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think Is so. Is that about right? Yeah, I'm going to need you to memorize the Jersey exits, <laughs> if you would. I want the next 52 episodes to all have Jersey references, please. I think we can do that. Okay. He ended up in Neptune City, New Jersey. Man, Neptune City, that sounds even more rad. I think you know who else was in Neptune, New Jersey? Guitar World. Oh. Dan Electro was not the only one. Um, Kramer. Yeah. This was back when I didn't like all the Jersey talk. Now I'm totally into it. Kramer and Dan Electro are both from the same city in Jersey. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Nat starts making solid body electric guitars, of all things. In 54? Well, that totally makes sense. Everybody else was kind of doing that. Yeah. He was making them for Sears. Sure. And Montgomery Ward. Sure. Do you remember the house brands of those fine department stores? Montgomery Ward? They sold Airline, right? Yes. And Sears is Silvertone. That is correct. How'd I do? 100%. Man... I think I've dropped two or three F-bombs. We need to count that as a resolution failed. Yeah, I should do a swear jar. Drop a $100 bill and make it hurt. Make it hurt real bad. We should just start making up dad swears. I don't want to do that. Fudge. <laughs> if I'm going to drop an F-bomb, I'm going to drop an F-bomb. That's right. You think I'm going to like sugarcoat that thing? Frick. <laughs> Not going to do that. Uh, so he was making the solid bodies. Neptune, New Jersey. Yes. Exit 112. Something like that. Come on. You know, if you were any kind of friend, you'd be looking up what exit Red Bank is. On it. Exit 109. 109. Not bad, John. Pretty Not close. bad. Top of the dome? Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. In 1956, Ed, Nat comes out with the guitars we're most familiar with, the U series. The U series are the ones with the Masonite yep. front and back. The U2. Yeah, U1, U2, U3. Yep. Made out of surplus doors and shit. Yep. Maybe with the amp in the case? Maybe not quite, but pretty soon. Also, mm -hmm. he strikes. He strikes hard. First six string electric bass. That's Nat Daniel. Was that Fender? Nope. Was that Gibson? Nope. That was Nat. He's firing on all cylinders. Nat's got a thinking brain. Did he do some first reverb, first something? I think it was the first reverb pedal. Cutting edge. Real science. He scienced the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably using tech from the Martians. Or the Russians. I gotta tell you, this guy ain't working with the Ruskies. Nat would not do that. <laughs> no. Joseph McCarthy, though, he would disagree. Sure he would. Real shitbag. Real piece of shit. That guy. Couple for the swear jar right there. It's a good thing, uh, you know, Wisconsin has cleaned up its act politically and and everybody there is above board and, and clean as a whistle what's going on there right now what's his face got uh re-elected ron scumbag guy <laughs> i think you should just leave that in unedited with that whole like big pause and you know done <laughs> ron scumbag guy yeah okay what happens in 1966 66 uh Nat sells to MCA. Right. Now is the time. All the companies are snatching up yep. guitar manufacturers. He sells to MCA, you said? Yeah. We make records. Why wouldn't we buy a guitar company? They're the same thing, right? Making guitars and making music with the guitar are identical tasks. They're both very tuneful pursuits, yes. Sure. We always get a kick out of this. Yeah. Because we know that the beginning of the end of the guitar market was about 1967 or so. So ahead of that, 65 for Fender, 66 for MCA. All these companies are thinking, we're going to be rolling in the dough. Let's acquire a guitar company. This could be awesome. And that's when the race to the bottom would start with all these cats. Let's do this weird thing that has nothing to do with anything, and it will suck. And Yeah. Nat stayed on as president, though. Snapping necks. Yeah. Cashing checks. Yeah. That's my man, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> the choral line was introduced. That's an MCA jam. The sitar was a right. choral, right? Our man, Vinnie Bell. 
Oh my gosh, Vinny. Yeah. We lost him. 2019. 1935 to 2019. Yeah. He was responsible for a lot of that design, the electric sitar, mm-hmm. some hollow body stuff. Yep. Besides this choral stuff. Yep. In the MCA years. This hawk that I'm holding here, 1967. Did anyone play this thing? No, I couldn't find anybody that specifically played this model. It's really cool looking. This is called a 2V, two pickups, vibrato. I think I'd be more into a Hawk 2 and kill that V part. They did make a hardtail. Okay. As I mentioned, it is the brown shell color, mm-hmm. crackle finish. That sounds nice. I just can't believe it's still in tune. Yeah. That's crazy. That is really surprising. I put a hurting on that bar and it stayed in tune. I'll bet that would surprise even Nat today. He built quality. This guitar only lasted a year, but was gone by 68. And I think I know why, Ed. Because in 1969, Dan Electro was shut down. MCA just, yoink, shuts him down. Interesting side effect. Okay. So when they shut down the factory, yeah, they just locked it up, sold all the assets. Mm-hmm. Another guy working in the area, New York, New Jersey, was one Dan Armstrong. Oh, I know about that guy. He was probably fucking around with Lucite, pouring plastic into stuff. Yeah, he was messing around with Lucite because his girlfriend at the time thought that would be a really cool idea. Well, I love her. Yeah, Dan's girlfriend, Carly Simon. <laughs> What? Yeah. (laughs) Weird. Really? Yeah. Like, really, really, Carly Simon was like, you should look into. Yeah, a see-through guitar would be really cool. Okay, Carly Simon. That's wild. So he started making prototypes. Perhaps you've noticed on the Armstrong (laughs) Lucite guitars we've done. Yeah. The bridges, the kind of wooden Oh, yeah, 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 totally. That's all leftover Dan Electro stuff. Because Dan Armstrong, after the factory closed, he was one of the people that went and bought a bunch of stuff. Huh. I'm still just spinning on the Carly Simon thing. I knew you would be. Remember how the Lucite guitars came with removable pickups? Absolutely. You could slide them out and put a different kind of pickup in it. There are old Dan Electros Mm -hmm. that have removable pickups in them. And then a sticker on the pickguard that says something like customized by or modified by Dan Armstrong. Really? So I think he went and bought as much as he could out of the closed Dan Electro factory and was using those things to experiment with. Isn't that cool, Ed? That's very cool. That's it for this story about the Hawk, Ed. Uh, I think we should keep talking about Carly Simon. I'm super into it. You gotta try it. Try and decide. It's brown. It is. It stays in tune. Check. It's a dental electro. Love it. It's a gnat joint. Mm-hmm. Buy or deny. Have you changed? It's probably that conditional thing where I think I'm a deny on this one. And some of that is just mid-episode looking up other variants. There's a color to this thing that I'm not super into. You're a mocha boy. You're a real mocha dad. Yeah, this isn't quite mocha enough for me. This is more like feces this is feces brown (laughs) i was gonna say dark chocolate but fair enough see that viewers it did not curse no he used the clinical term we're getting better here yeah new year's resolution (laughs) 
you know? I think I agree with you, Ed. We've all played a million Dan Electros. So just knowing that out there somewhere is some cool-ass one that I would like better. I'm very into this body style, just not this one. I think I agree. I think it's a double deny, and I'm sorry I was not able to change your mind. I'm sorry I failed you. We cannot walk away with every guitar, John. We just can't. It's really cool. Someone should buy this one as well. Go to Thunder Road Guitars. Thunderroadguitars.com? Yeah, that's the place. Yeah. Go say hi to Uncle Frank and the boys. Yeah. Go say Happy New Year. Do you think do you think there is a guitar player in the world today who's like brown is the best color for a guitar? Who says that? If I'm going to buy a guitar, generally speaking, is there a color I gravitate to? Black. Yeah. Is there a guy out there and it's like, well, everyone knows Bob loves brown guitars. Yeah, you know, old brown Bob. Well, yeah. <laughs> old brownie Bob over there. Yeah. How many guitars can you even buy in brown? There's a reason guitars aren't brown. I'm going to picture this brown from every single angle. Okay. I know you're going to want to be flipping through those in your spare moments here, Ed. I guess. And we'll put them where we put them. Yep. Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, our website. Are we part of the ruinous network of music-related podcasts? Close? I wasn't paying attention. The ruinous media network of music-related podcasts? God, you got it. Is that it? That is it. New year, baby. Now you gotta build your stamina. Yeah. Work on your speed. It's confidence. The ruinous media network of music-related podcasts. Oh, look at that. Uh, We'll come back here and do this again. Next week? Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.